everybody welcome to the podcast we have carson hey rich hey wow that was that's good. the most excited i've ever heard rich on awesome. the podcast yeah that's great and he really had to muster something for that yeah one. and i'm taylor this and is why i don't like you carson <laughs> <laughs> and we are attempting to do these short podcast episodes um around our small groups that are talking about prayer and Rich, do you remember the definition? I don't know if you remember the definition that we came up with on prayer, but... Calling on the name of the Lord to keep his covenant. Yeah, so that's the definition that we have totally come to. Uh, Rich was a little late in the game coming to that definition, but we got him there. <laughs> Finally. Whatever helps you sleep at <laughs> night, Taylor. <sighs> inside jokes, inside jokes. Anyway, um, so last week we went over this, technically last week, uh, we went over the Lord's Prayer as kind of the start to um, talking about prayer. Figured that was a good place to start. And this week um, we're going to turn to the book of First Samuel. So we'll actually have Carson read the passage and then Rich, I'd like you to comment on why we selected this passage. Just just uh, one through ten? Yep, one through ten. Cool. All right. This is First San First Samuel, uh, chapter two. This is Hannah's prayer, starting in verse one. And Hannah prayed and said, "My heart exalts in the Lord; my horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God." Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who are hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren have borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the Lord are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Again, them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Amen. So this is a prayer of Hannah. Um, Rich, why did we select this passage? So I think it's important to give a little bit of context. Yeah. Um, Hannah has asked God to give her a son, right, mm -hmm. a child. God has delivered this child to Hannah. And Hannah's response to God mm. is this prayer that's recorded for us in, in 1 Samuel 2. 
And what you'll notice is there is no mention Mm -hmm. (laughs) of what God's done for her. Mm -hmm. All Hannah does is exalt the Lord Mm -hmm. and who God is as she understands God. Um, What is so crucial, I think, what you're really trying to get at here, Taylor, is in the Lord's model, you know, the Lord's prayer. Yes. says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Hannah is doing here. She's hallowing or making holy the name of God Mm -hmm. in her prayer. Yeah, and um, what's so important is the primacy of that, kind Mm -hmm. of how that takes the foremost position in the Lord's Prayer, and we see that with Hannah's prayer uh, documented so well. I think the way that we said it was, for us, our prayers are often very circumstantial to us, Mm-hmm. And even in the midst of an answered prayer, Hannah's focus in her prayer is very much on what the Lord has done, yeah. what the Lord is doing. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why. I mean, we obviously started with the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. being number one. But the second one that we thought we should do was starting with this prayer where she is hallowing the name of the Lord. And so starting with a very God-centered prayer, um, I think, really sets a good foundation. And I think it's also important for us maybe to speak about this briefly is this is the prayer of a woman mm. in Old Testament times where mm. they didn't have voices. Yeah. And here God has chosen to preserve the prayer of Hannah, yeah, that's who is faithful point. to mm. what God is calling her to and who she knows God to be. Mm. And there's an intimacy here of Hannah with God. Like if you really listen to her prayer, she is intimate yeah. with the one she's praying to. Yeah, That's a really good point. I remember in Keller, uh, his book on prayer, he talks about often books or monographs that are written on prayer. They focus on one of two things, whether it's kingdom calling, right? Like calling God's kingdom or it's intimacy. And he says both of those things are involved in prayer. Oftentimes we like emphasize one or the other. Like it's about fellowship with God is and time with God, or it's about calling the kingdom down or whatnot. But prayer encompasses both of those things intricately, right? There's another thing that you said, Rich, that I think is really important that this was, uh, Hannah's prayer was a response to God. Mm. Um, something that we talked about with our students recently was how prayer uh, Christian prayer is distinguished from pagan prayer in that it is always a response to God's initiative. Like we are calling God to do what he's already promised to do, right? As opposed to pagan prayer can be often like wishful thinking and like appeasing our needs and wants and just calling upon the gods to give me, give me, give me. Christian prayer is always a response to what God has already said, I'm giving to you, right? Mm, mm. So that's that's something that's really interesting that we do see <laughs> here as well. It, it always, to me, is, is so marvelous to go back to Scripture and look at prayer because it redefines how I pray mm. and the things that I'm praying and asking God for, right? Like, Hannah's not saying, God, I need, God, I want, God, help. Yeah. She's, God, this is who you are, and I'm in love with you. Mm. And it, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's interesting. So uh, we've already said this a little bit, but how how different that is from a lot of our prayers, not only privately, but corporately, corporately in the church. Um, maybe kind of speak to that. How, how do you think we got to that? 
What do you think prayer looks like right now in its popular version and what's wrong with it? <laughs> I know that's a really big question that we didn't talk about before we started recording, yeah, but I, I think sadly it's, it's gotten much more selfish mm. and much more me centered and me focused. Um, and I think that it's interesting when you compare it to this prayer from Hannah, I don't, does she even reference herself at all? In that, I don't think anywhere there's in the this, text. There's this, like, somewhat, um, like, talking about the Baron has born seven, right? So maybe, uh, you know, alluding to her, you a know. A little bit, but, like, Samuel, yeah. it's, like, implicit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But we, I mean, even, we're sitting in a circle, right? We say, all right, any prayer requests, Any anything? It's mm-hmm. always like, oh, well, my this, or I need this, or, which is not to say petitions aren't important right, by any right. means, but... If we're if we're really trying to model after Jesus's the expectation that he sets for this is how you pray, mm. you start with hallowing the name of the Lord. Mm. Mm. I think one big thing that jumps out at me is we have largely lost this intimacy and awe of God. And mm. I, I don't mean that, that we don't love him, right? Like our way. But when you read about it in scripture, there's this just awe. Hannah is awestruck by who God has already revealed himself to be and how she's seen that in the world around her. And we've lost a lot of that. We, we rush through prayer. We, we think we have to do it in order to, to check this box to, Mm. to, to be okay with God. It's, it's not so much, um, I'm trying to appease an angry God. That's why I pray. And it's so much more deeper than that. And, Mm. I think you and I have talked about it. One of the biggest growths for me in prayer recently is realizing I don't have to produce anything Mm. to be in God's presence. And you'll notice Hannah, and you guys have already said it, is focused on who God is in her prayer. And she's a part of that for sure. But the emphasis is always on God. And and I want to, Carson's not wrong in what he said. Like we have made prayer very selfish. And I used to push back a lot, even with uh, some of the people here at Lake Norman, like praying for Aunt Susie's big toe. And <laughs> I was confronted in Scripture recently in Matthew by Jesus, and he healed everyone of their diseases. So there's space to ask for those yes. things. Yes. Right? Like we and, have and Carson to, said that, right? There's yeah, room for, for, sure. Petition. I for sure. I just want to make sure the yeah. students yeah. hear yeah. Yeah. That, that it's not wrong to ask for those things. Right. And I think what Carson's saying is, there's a way we go about that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. And the central focus, I think, is the yeah. key. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I think yeah. we all agree on. I think whenever we see um, bad versions of Christianity mm-hmm. for ourselves or for a church or whatever, it is because the central focus has mm-hmm. become dislocated to the yes. margin. Yes. The central focus, if we're not careful, can become not God, but what do we need? Yeah. What is our... laundry list of things yeah Yeah. for sure and i think it's so critical to see here early on that hannah is asking god to do what god has already said yeah he's gonna do Mm -hmm. yep 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 and that goes back to our definition of why christian prayer is calling upon the name of the lord to keep his covenant it's to keep his promise to do what he's already promised to do it is response to god and that's why we also think praying scripture yeah 
is as a really important prayer practice. Do you like that segue? Do you I see do. That? Yeah, it's a great segue. It's a great segue. But <laughs> it's actually a valid point. It's yeah. not a forced transition because with scripture, we get to begin with the language of God. We get mm-hmm. to begin with the initiative of God. We're thanking God's thoughts after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great, yeah. great kind of way to emphasize this. And that is something that we're going to do with each of these small groups. So we have tied a psalm hmm. um, to... Um, to pray with each group after they word through 1 Samuel 2. I don't think we need to read the whole psalm. It is a beautiful yeah. psalm. This week they'll read through or pray through Psalm 27. Yes. Oh, man, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful psalm. Yeah. Kids, it's, I urge y'all, pay attention to that first verse, and, and it says, The Lord is my salvation and in the psalms whatever it says god is he is like you don't have to you don't have to force that like if it says the lord is my salvation Mm. my salvation is god right it's not anything i do it is it is god Mm. yeah yeah so there's a range of different genres of psalm that one would be called adoration or uh, i don't know if there's probably a more precise technical term for that mm-hmm. genre of psalm. Maybe but Thanksgiving, but I would probably still call it adoration. Yeah, so that's what we've coupled with this one because, again, we've tied it back to the Lord's Prayer in that phrase, hallowed be thy name, mm-hmm. so we're kind of following that. So we, we begin with hallowing the name of the Lord, and then we will end that week with praying back the word of the Lord back to him. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. All right, we did it, guys. We got under 15 minutes again. Very. I wasn't disagreeing with you. No, 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 that's fine. I was just making sure. Like, I agree Rich is already caveating and trying yeah. to work his way back. But anyway, so um, no, hopefully this is a good resource for you all as you're what? Rich. I can't hear you. Rich, I'm trying to close the episode, Rich. I thought we already did. That's why no, I clapped. No, no, no. I know you clapped. We didn't do the formal closing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hope <laughs> I'm keeping all of this in here, but I hope you guys enjoy these and that they're a good resource to you along with your small group, especially our small group leaders. Hopefully this is a resource for you to feel prepared and yeah. you know, in a better spot when we, when we have these groups. So until next week, any final words? See you on Sunday.